reading from the King James Version of the Bible. Thank you, Jesus. Isaiah 41, we will be looking there at our text, which is found there in verses 9. The context is verses 9 through 13. And it reads, Thou whom I have taken from the ends of the earth and called thee from the chief men thereof and said unto thee, Thou art my servant. I have chosen thee and not cast thee away. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thea Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Behold, all they that were incensed against thee shall be ashamed and confounded. They shall be as nothing. And they that strive or want to fight you shall perish. Thou shalt seek them, look for them, and shall not find them. Even them that contended with thee, they that war against thee, shall be as nothing and as a thing of naught. For I, the Lord thy God, will hold thy right hand, saying unto thee, Fear not, I will help thee. Can we read verse 13 together again? Let's begin. For I, the Lord thy God, will hold thy right hand, saying unto thee, Fear not, I will help thee. Hallelujah. Let's raise our Bibles, make our declaration. We're teaching from the subject, Breaking the Influence of Fear. Repeat after me. This book of the law law shall not depart depart out of my mouth, mouth. but I will will meditate meditate therein therein day and night. night. I will observe observe to do according according to all all that is written written therein. For then my way shall be prosperous, and then I will have good success. Tell someone I'm getting ready to be blessed. You may take your seats. Breaking the influence of fear. And I had a sub-thought there under the influence. Breaking the influence of fear. Isaiah 41, 9 through 13. Thou whom I have taken from the ends of the earth, called thee from the chief men thereof, and said unto thee, Thou art my servant. I have chosen thee, and not cast thee away. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am, the Lord, I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Behold, all they that were incensed against thee shall be ashamed and confounded. They shall be as nothing, and they that strive with thee shall perish. Thou shalt seek them and shall not find them, even them that contendeth with thee. They that war against thee shall be as nothing and as a thing of naught. 
For I, the Lord thy God, will hold thy right hand, saying unto thee, Fear not, fear not, I will help thee. Hallelujah. Purpose of our lesson is to expose the power that fear has on us when we allow ourselves to be afraid and then to give us strategy to break its influence. Let me say it again, that our purpose is to expose the power that fear has upon us when we allow ourselves to be afraid and then give strategy to break its influence. Glad to see our sisters back from traveling home and coming back. Glad to see y'all. Amen. This time of year, we're past it now, but this time of year, as we talked about a couple of weeks ago, there is that whole All Hallows Day, that Halloween situation there. And, uh, of course, our government, and I shared with you before, our nation has granted a pass, permission to the satanic forces to have a party on that day. That's the, the, uh, permission to have a demonic party. And uh, with that permit that they have, we have, we don't even realize many times what we have invited in. And uh, there is all kinds of things that we as adults and children must face in life. And many times we like to relegate it to other things and to people. But many times the whole issue is that we have permitted Satan access, and we have permitted the de demonic forces of hell to have permission to run roughshod, to have a field day. We, we play with demonic things, excuse me. <clears throat> we play with things, Ouija boards and things of that nature. We do things that, that, that are demonically influenced and uh, we think it's okay because we put it in wrappers that are colorful. We, we put it in packages that seem to be good. We put it in nice sealed boxes. We put it in things, in containers that are appealing to our eyes and flesh. We put uh, sweet on it. We put sugar on it. You know what I mean? We put sugar on it and we suck the lollipop just to find out that on the inside is not bubble gum. We chew it. We put it inside of us just to have the release of the real thing that Satan really wants to do. And then all of a sudden, here we are now acting a little strange, acting a little different. And then when certain things come up, there is the fear factor. We're, 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 we find ourselves uh, shrinking. We find ourselves afraid. We find ourselves frightened about things that we have authority over as it relates to the will of God. And then we try to trace down, and then we try to put medication on it. Then we try to put stuff on it to try to get relief from it. But it just surfaces again because it's not just on the outside. It is something that has taken residence in our souls. So we manifest this stuff through fear. And when God's trying to bless us, we're running away from what he's trying to bless us because we don't understand the package oh God, that God has sent it in. 
And we miss out because of this thing called fear. Text. God is talking to his people, the children of Israel. And he's speaking to them as a whole, as a body. He, he, he's letting them know that he's inviting all of the idols and all of those enemies who, of, of his people who worship other gods and idols. He's inviting them to come to court and make their appeal. He's giving them an opportunity to have a say-so. He, he's not shutting them down. He's giving them an opportunity to plead their case, to, to, to authenticate what they really believe. They don't understand that it's a setup, though. They don't know that the invitation that God gives them to the enemies, he, they don't understand that God's actually bringing them to a place to show them that he is God. <laughs> Many times... Uh, Satan thinks he's getting away even in your life. Seems like things is just happening crazily in your life and seems like all hell is breaking loose. But let me share something with you, child of God, that God is allowing the thing. He's permitting the thing to happen just so that he's giving Satan a day in court to plead his case so that he can show him at the end of the day that I am the true and living God. I am the just judge. The invitation of Satan to show up is not so that he can kill you, but so that God can rain judgment down upon your enemies. Hallelujah. God further goes on and he encourages his people. He says, don't worry about what you're going through. I know it looks bad. I know you have done things that I did not like. You were naughty. In certain areas, shame, 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 shame on you. You have done some things that you ought not to have done, but be encouraged. I've not thrown you away. I've just allowed you. I've just allowed you to be scattered. I've just allowed you to be in a situation like that because after I have allowed you to be scattered, there's a day of harvest. There's a day of gathering. And look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, this is the day of harvest. This is a day of gathering. This is a time when God is calling us together. Day of harvest. Not only is it a day of harvest. Can I take you another place? It's not only a day of harvest, but that gathering point also is a time where God is, by his wisdom, mobilizing us. He says he's gathering us. Hear this prophetically now because it really is a prophetic message. He's not only gathering us as harvest after we have been scattered but he is also mobilizing us and when you think in terms of being mobilized you begin to think in terms of military you begin to think in terms of we're getting ready to make some things happen we're about to go into battle we're about to go into warfare my god we're about to go in because it's time to take over stuff Come on, it's time to recapture the things that have been snatched and taken from us and have been wooed out of our hands. Come on, you know we were talked out of a whole lot of things, but God says, I'm calling you back together. I'm mobilizing you together because this is a day of strength, not a day of weakness. This is a day of strength. Time to mobilize. Time to call in 
the army. Time to call in now the artillery. Time to call in the warriors. You went through what you went through so that you can become bigger than you are. There were some things that we needed to know and we could only find them out in that place called Babylon, in that place of captivity, in that messy place. Excuse me. Some things we could only have learned in the pit. There, there are only some things that we can learn in the valley. I know we don't like the valley, but the valley is a good teacher sometimes. And so once we have learned what we needed to learn, huh, survival, you may, have, you may have had to do that in the valley, but God has not called us to be survivors. Hallelujah. Y'all can be a survivor. I'm a survivor. You can be a survivor if you want to be. Surviving is a flesh mentality. But God is a God of help. Therefore, he will preserve us in those crazy places. When the children of Israel, according to Jeremiah, the children of Israel, when they were in captivity in Babylon, God told them, stop crying. Stop worrying about the situation. You're here as a sense of discipline. But while you are there, you are not beneath them. Even though you're in a place where it looks like you're on the bottom, you are not the bottom. You are still on the top even though you're in captivity. How, do you, how can you say that, Hodge? Because he told them, I want you to change your thinking. I want you to change your mind. Start acting like you're back home, back in Jerusalem. Start building your houses. Start marrying. Start having babies. Do like you do when you're at home. Hallelujah. Even though the children of Israel, can I go back a few years? Even though the children of Israel were captive in Egypt. They had hard taskmasters yes, in Pharaoh. Yes. Worked them, serious slaves. But they begin to multiply. They begin to multiply and multiply and multiply until Pharaoh and the citizens of Egypt became afraid of them. Let me say something to you. No matter where you are, if you are a child of God, God's got you. I can't help it. I can't get away from it. He says, I will help you. Don't be afraid of your situation. Don't be afraid of your issue. Yeah, you did wrong, and that's why you're there, but I still got you in that. I'm not going to give the devil pleasure of destroying you there. God would not give. Listen, you need to hear this. I just heard God say it. I'll say it again. You need to hear this, that God will not give the devil the pleasure of destroying you even though you messed up. No, no, you got to hear that. Now, you can, you, you can bring another theology to the table, but everything I see in the Word of God says that even though they are scattered, that he is gathering them again. God will not give. You need to hear this in your spirit. 
God will not give your enemies. He will not give, listen to me, he will not give the devil, Satan, and his cohorts the pleasure of getting rid of you. God will only allow the enemy to go but so far. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He will preserve you in the middle of it. He will take care of you while you're in a stinky place. He'll take care of you. Hallelujah. Because it's a matter of time before you change your mind. Hallelujah. You just ain't tired yet. So God is not just gathering us as a harvest, but he's mobilizing us for advancement. Hallelujah. Yeah, it's time to move. It's time, it's time to advance. It's time to go forward in the name of the Lord. Now, as we're talking about breaking the influence of fear, let's define what fear is. Y'all ready to roll with me? Fear is a distressing or painful emotion aroused by impending danger, impending evil, impending pain. When you find out you have to go to the dentist. I didn't say you went to the dentist. You found out that you have to go to the dentist. Fear is that feeling you have before you get there. Because fear is all about what could possibly happen. And you inflict pain upon yourself when you accept fear. You're not under the anesthesia, nor do you have, what do you call that thing? That drill thing. The drill. <laughs> I said the drill thing, right? Okay. <laughs> You're not even under anesthesia or the drill. But you have fear. So you are already emotionally in pain. Because that's what fear does. It inflicts emotional pain before you have physical. It's fear. And when you move into fear, you now attract the danger, the pain, the affliction that you are afraid of getting. I know somebody said, what's this pain I'm feeling right now, though? Okay, that's something different. I'm talking about fear. Fear is what happens before. When the thing is happening, you ain't got time to be afraid. I hear you. Fear is a distressing emotion aroused by impending danger, aroused by evil and pain, whether the threat is real or whether it is imagined. Fear is the feeling of being afraid. 
Go to 1 John chapter 4 with me. Here is the danger of fear. When you and I open ourselves up for fear, to be afraid, here is what we put ourselves in danger of. 1 John chapter 4. We open ourselves up to be in the position where we have a pre-experience with hell. Now I say pre because the Bible describes hell as this place and the lake of fire as a place that burns with fire eternally. And if you have ever been burnt on the stove, match, lighting the candle, whatever it is, if you have ever been burnt, you know what it feels like, right? Okay. Now, I said this is pre because pre just gives you a taste of what it feels like. When you get your hands burnt, that's a taste. It's not hell. Hell is feeling that pain continuously for the rest of your eternal existence. Unable to escape it. So the danger of fear puts us in a place, 1 John chapter 4, verse number 18. The Bible says, there is no fear in love, but perfect love does what? Casteth out what? Fear. Why? Because fear hath torment. We position ourselves when we are influenced by fear, we have put ourselves in a place of the danger of being tormented. The word torment comes from the word torque, which speaks of torture. Torque is a term that is used primarily when it comes down to cars and engines and things of that nature and the power. And the torque, as it relates to, to, to vehicles, it is this, this, this component that turns, that rotates on a consistent basis. It turns, it twists. And tor being tormented is to be twisted. It means like a ringing down south, you know, down south when we have our, our washcloths. Okay, we call them rags. Now, now I, know, I know up in New England y'all call them, you know, face towels and face cloths, you know, washcloths. All right, you know, and, and that's cool, that's cool. But we call them rags. All right, we just say rag. So it's like taking a rag and wringing the rag. That's what torment is like. It is being twisted and turned, rotated, twisted for long periods of time. 
So we place ourselves in a position of torment when we allow fear to influence us. We have a taste, a pre-taste of hell. That's what fear does. Fear puts us in a pre-place to experience hell. There is a constant gnawing and twisting and tormenting that we go through. A nagging that continues on. Painful nagging. It comes by way of people sometimes. It comes by way of situations sometimes because there are things that can cause us to move into a place of being afraid and become fearful and that thing that we're so concerned about starts now twisting. So my soul now is twisted. My soul, my mind is experiencing this fire. This unquenchable fire. I can't put it out. That's what torment is. Like, it, it won't go out. It won't go away. I'm, I'm perpetually tormented. I'm, I'm, I'm in trouble. I'm continually being ruined. You know how it is once you bring out your rag. You get all of the liquid out of it then we stop. But torment is having all of the liquid go out. But still there is a twisting. It doesn't end because you're tired. It doesn't end because now I'm mad. It doesn't end because you had enough. It doesn't end because you say, I can't take it. And it doesn't end just because you say that. It continues. I'll tell you how it ends in a minute, but it doesn't end when you're tormented. When you allow fear, when you and I allow fear to grip us, I don't care what it is. Doctor's report. You walk into work and they give you a pink slip. You can't get no unemployment. You come home and there's a sticker on your door. Your doorbell rings, you open the door, and here's a man serving you papers. It's real life. It's getting all of that stuff and being influenced by fear. I open up myself to fear because I don't know what's going to happen now. Let me remind you that no weapon formed against you shall prosper and every tongue that shall rise up against you in judgment thou shalt condemn it in other words it is illegal to take you out you may get the report you may get the letter you may get the pink slip but satan is illegal to take you out god won't allow it he says i will help you you're in a bad place right now. I will fear not, neither be thou dismayed. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. 
I want you to hear this. God says, I'm inviting your enemies to the table. So you got to understand, God has given your enemies an invitation to show up. We don't want the enemies to hide. No, 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 no. We want to bait them to come out. We want them roaches, come on, to come on out of that little hole. Y'all, come on now. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Come on, y'all want them roaches, come on, to come on out of hiding. Come on, we want them four-legged things with a tail to get on out from that hiding place because I'm trying to get you in this trap. So God invites your enemies. That's why he's sitting at your table. That's why you're going through what you're going through because God has called him from his hiding. You're talking about you see shadows. God says, I don't want the shadows. I want the real deal. So I'm calling that thing from behind the shadow. Come, come on, come on. I need y'all to work with me here. I want you to understand. The God is in charge. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, fear not. Oh, pastor, it's easy for you to say. No, no, no. It's as easy for me to say as it is for you to say. Now, you can say that. No, no, no. On three. Fear not. One, two, three. Fear yeah. not. You can say it. Okay, but, but, but let me be real with you. I understand, as I was sharing with, with one of our spiritual daughters, I understand that this region, from here to here, it's only about a foot from here to here. Maybe 14 inches for some. But it is a journey. So I do understand, but I got a word that's going to get you out. Because all you need to know while you're in it is that God will help you. But he won't, listen, but he won't help you if you are in fear. You release the demons when you are fearful because Fear attracts the underworld. Fear attracts demonic powers. And when God says fear not, he's actually saying faith it. He's saying believe me and act upon it. That's what he's really, when he says fear not, he's saying trust me. I got you. I'm going to help you. Some of y'all got stabbed and didn't die. What do you think that's about? Amen. Hallelujah. Not physically. Some of you got teeth marks on your back. Because you told something to a friend. Hallelujah. You better watch your friends. Thank you, Jesus. You got to watch your friends, who you call friends. Friendship is always my choice. I have to keep it that way. Because you might be friends with someone that don't like me. 
I know me and you cool, but you have associations that are not good for me. So I don't mean no harm. I love you, but I can't be friends with you. Let's stay cool, but we can't hang out no more. I want to know who your friend is. Now, y'all, now some of y'all say, I'm going to do what I want. Y'all go do what you want to do, okay? Do what you want to do. Stay where you are. You will continue to have what you've been having. Thank you very much. Now, okay, now, now, okay, now y'all got to be quiet through here because I got, I got to hurry up. I got six minutes. The danger of fear <laughs> is to be tormented. Torment is to afflict with great bodily or mental suffering. It's to go through suffering with repetition. It's to be worried or annoyed excessively. Mm, anybody ever been annoyed? Yeah, okay, let me just keep moving. Now, <clears throat> now, now, here is the thing, and then I'm going to bring it home. Here is the thing about torment. Torment has this piece in it. Torment is constant, afflicted, emotional pain. Twisting. Constantly. Pre-hell experiences. Fire. Burning. There is an underlying purpose of torment. It's to keep you busy. It's to keep your mind on your pain. It's to keep you busy, keep you preoccupied with your stuff. Y'all better hear me. If I don't say nothing else today, you better catch this one. It's designed to keep you, it's secret though, it didn't tell you that up front. It's designed to keep you busy, keep your mind on it. Because if your mind is kept on your situation, then you will lose focus, come on, on your destination. Uh-huh. It will, it, 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 will, it will cause you to lose focus on your destiny. You, you, you will be so busy with your now, busy with your issue, busy with your stuff right now. It's coming out of your mouth. It's coming out of your ears. It's coming out of everywhere. It's coming everywhere. Your actions show where you are right now. I know you're going through a whole lot of stuff because you're telling me, you're showing me what you're dealing with. And the enemy has got you because he's keeping you busy. So he can distract you, move your focus away from your destination. Y'all better hear me today. Keep you from your destination. It keeps you suffering. Keep you with the business of suffering. Keeps you with the business of being in pain. So he can distract you. And once you are distracted, you are more apt to compromise. Yeah, yeah. You're more apt to compromise, and then once you compromise, then the enemy takes advantage of you. Because you're out of focus, you're preoccupied. Come on. He's got you away from your destination. You're not looking forward any longer. You're looking at now. Okay, you're dealing with your pain, and you want everybody to have a party with you. You want everybody to sympathize and empathize and, and to help you and to talk to you. Talk me through this. Talk me through it. Talk me through it. You, 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 you're caught on your stuff 
right now, and now here is the enemy coming, got you distracted already, and now he slips a Mickey. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. He slips you something. He slips you Spanish fly in your drink. Y'all don't act like y'all don't, ain't never heard of Spanish fly. I don't know about this generation now, but let me tell you, the enemy don't care. He'll slip you something in your drink. Drop a little bit of Spanish fly in there. Because you're preoccupied with your stuff. Preoccupied with your pain. I know, I know I'm crazy. I know. <laughs> Pastor, did he really say that? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. Because y'all can connect with me. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Okay? He'll slip it in there. Now he got you. Drop a little X in there. Come on, come on. Mm. Right? And now watch this now. Watch, you gotta follow me. You gotta follow me. Because once you are preoccupied with your stuff, and now you let your guards down and you're more apt to, be, to compromise now, and he slips you a Mickey, he slips you an X, he splits you, he splits you, he slips you a Spanish flight. Now here's what happens now. Once he got you, once he has you now, you're in a vulnerable place. And now, (laughs) he can control you. Take advantage. Molest you spiritually. Y'all come on now. Molest you in your soul. Getting all worked up. And you can't do nothing about it. Y'all better hear me. You can't do anything about it. Boy, if it wasn't for children's church, I'd go further. But it's everybody, so I got to be careful. But he'll take your stuff. He will take your dreams out of your head. He will rape your mind. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. And if he rapes your mind, your body will follow suit. You'll be loosey-goosey. Frankie Danky, yeah. you just be giving. I'm trying to tell you. You tell the truth. I'm telling. Listen, you be selling your food. Yes. The stuff yes. that sustains you. You selling your food. Y'all better leave me alone. You start giving away stuff you're supposed to be keeping. Thank you, Jesus. All of a sudden, you just don't even care no more. You take me like I am. Now I'm mad with the world. Y'all better hear me. I'm mad with the world now because it's everybody's fault. No, 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 no. The fault is we opened the door. The Bible says in Ephesians 4, 27, give no place to the devil. He can't take place. He only gets place when we give it to him. He can't come in here. Let me in. Let me in. He can't do it. The only way he gets in is when you let him in. I got to hurry because my time is up. My time is up. Can y'all give me a few more? 
you know what? I can't rush this. I can't, I can't even bother with this. Lord, I'm sorry because I sure was going to try to rush this. When we come together next week, we're going to shift now because now we know what happens and how dangerous fear is. Y'all with me? Now we have to deal with it. Now it's time for the strategy to break its influence off of me. I see why. Now I know why I'm in this situation. Now I know why I'm acting like such a knucklehead. Yeah. Now I know why I've been taken advantage of. Yeah. Now I know why I'm ashamed. Yeah. Raped me and took my stuff. Yeah. I know why now. I know. Yeah. Now I got to deal with it. Yeah. Paul says it like this, and I'm going to deal with this. He says, I count not myself in Philippians to have apprehended. But this one thing I do. Here's the strategy. We'll, we'll pick it up next week. This one thing I do. Forgetting those things which are behind. Reaching forth unto those things which are before. Here it is now. I press. Because forgetting is cool. Reaching is cool. But I haven't gone anywhere. I've got to press. Pressing denotes forward movement and motion against resistance. So I press towards the mark. In other words, I've got to get my destination back in view. Got to get it back in view. I press towards the mark. I'm going to talk about how to exert pressure and the areas that we have to exert pressure in. Guard your gates. I'll leave, you with, I'll leave you with that. We'll pick it up next week right there. Amen? Did you receive the word today? I said, did you receive anything today from the word?